You know, I feel kind of bad because there's a lot to like about this song and this band, and I just don't know as much about them as I should. I'm super happy Michael brought this song to the table. It got me listening to it again. It had been a while since I had played it. I apologize to any diehards out there. I don't do this song justice or this band justice. I promise I will get better at that. But I hope you enjoy anyway. This is a great song. It's produced incredibly well. It was a lot of fun talking with Michael about it. I, uh, yeah. Hey, we're good. Okay. We're the waves. Yeah. I see you click all these buttons when we're going and like six different times, I think we're going because you'll do this like four <laughs> button combination and then hit the space bar. And I'm like, all right, we're on. Yeah. No, no we're not on. No, we're He's not clicking yet. buttons. Yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes I start it and I, for, I don't have both tracks going. Gotcha. And so then I have to hit them both. And then sometimes I'll get it going. And then I realize I'm pan too far out. Mm-hmm. So like seeing the waves and making sure it looks, it's just too, it's just too far out. I can't see them. So then I got to stop again. Sure. Just do a bunch of button clicking. All right, man. So what's up? I'm getting used to this, uh, <laughs> this no, this no headphones. Yeah. Right away. Huh? Um, this is our first, first one. Uh, both not doing that. How are you feeling going into this weekend? <sighs> do I, I'm going to have a good weekend. I already know I'm going to have a good weekend. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Because uh, I get to I get to play music with my friends this weekend up in Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm super excited, man. COVID shut us down. It's been a year and a half, and uh, this will be our first time getting back together to practice. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, That's I awesome. can't wait. Yeah, well, fun. Kane unable. Shout out to Jed and Brian and Joe and Matt if you ever hear this. So, <clears throat> how long has that be- band been that band for? Not long. Brian and Jed put the EP out, wrote the songs together, put the EP out two years ago. And then a couple months after that, or a few months after that, I forget the timeline, but it wasn't that long after Jed had kind of approached Brian and me about playing them live. And then he knew Matt and Joe, who I had never met, and uh, uh, great, talented musicians and just genuinely great dudes. And so that was kind of a twofer for me. Like, cool, I get to play good music with a couple of people I know well, and two other people are joining the party that yeah. are actually really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so worth the trip going up to Milwaukee. So we'll go. I'll go up there Sunday. Yeah. We'll, we'll play for a few hours or so. That'll be nice for you eat. because you're going to be driving up yourself. Yeah. Because you, you probably haven't had much time for yourself in quite some time. Um. Every day at nine o'clock after the kids go to bed, <laughs> I get about an hour to myself. Okay, good for you. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. But yeah, I, no, that will be nice. I'll uh, I'll listen to I'll listen to a lot of good music. Yeah, I, I enjoy. It. I've missed that, like some. going to school. Actually, I kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Please, no. Say, I'm, I'm actually kind of going to take. I think I'm going to take Sunday because Manchester Orchestra, uh, their album just came out today. Um. So 
I think I'm not going to listen to it tomorrow. I think I will take and that trip up because I only listened to a few tracks today because I just didn't. I just didn't get time between yeah. work and and you know family stuff, and then we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think I'm going to save it, not do it tomorrow, and that way I can just fixate on the whole thing and yeah, yeah, give it its. I split it up to throughout today, and I I wish I hadn't for many reasons, but also well, I, yeah, yeah, I bought the vinyl and I was going to wait and listen to it when the vinyl came in. But then I checked, and I don't even think it's. They created a tracking number, but I don't think it shipped. And I'm not. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna wait. Yeah, yeah. It's no, out I this weekend. I yeah. gotta hear it. Yeah, no. I drive in places. I, since I like rarely go to school anymore. Literally, like I, I haven't been on campus in like weeks. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I went the other day, and it's relieving. Just like getting like 20, 25 minutes in the car to like catch up on, you're just, you know, you're forced yeah. to, you know, be able to listen to music or think or something. I, I enjoy it. So, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. Cause when, when you're at home, you just like, you flood your mind with house stuff, creative stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like to sit down and just actually take something in, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. So, dude, jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. Uh, you brought this to the table. Damn right. Why? Because I listen to awesome music. <laughs> and uh, so Zach, uh, Zach March, shout out Zach. Man. Miss you. Love you. You're a dad now. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach used to listen to 21 Pilots uh, at work. And like I, I, I enjoyed hearing them. But I just, I, I remember one day... Um, kind of recognizing the the actual like genius behind like what they were doing you know i just bands like that if i if i kind of hear them offhand but i i simultaneously know that they're like you know top of the charts kind of band usually like that's you know a part of my being that i'm not super attracted to is i just can be like anti for no reason yeah you just pass judgment yeah right you away. know yeah. oh oh this is popular it can't um, be great if it's that popular right right it's like <laughs> that's like the reason why i've like missed the bandwagon on like a lot of television shows by like four or five years like everyone's like oh this show's awesome dude I, and then yeah, i'll watch it, it later on and i'm like okay i understand why the whole country was watching that show um, i think the i think the it's funny because i've thought about that too because as i've as i've grown older like I am the guy that loves to find a band that a lot of people haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just schlepping it and, and they're doing it because, you know, they do it for the art mm-hmm. and, and for the love of it. And so the, when you, when you have that, what you begin to associate in your mind is, okay, well, if these bands are poor, they're schlepping it, they're doing it just for the art. Well, the opposite would be they're raking in a lot of cash and it's soulless. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some music that is at the top of the charts, and in my opinion, especially what I hear in, in a lot of the pop genre, mm-hmm. it does just instantly feel like a money grab, soulless, oh, let's yeah. let's find a great progression melody line and 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 write it. It's a commodity. Yeah. It is, yeah, 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 exactly. And so that but that's I and that's why is because it's just that's why it's harder to give a lot of bands a chance and then you do lose the ability or the opportunity, I should say, yeah. to hear something that could just be amazing. You know? Yeah. So like going off that, this is honestly this is a band that really kind of helped open my mind up to like actually searching for like contemporary or popular bands and seeing like what else is good out there that I'm kind of missing. Um, 
what else did you find, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> no, Put what? you on the spot. Um, I, uh, it, you know, you know, it wasn't until no, it wasn't until later. But I did the same with Cage the Elephant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I like some of the I like some of their music that you know. I, I was just trying to think of people in the same. Not that they're in the same vein, but I was trying to think of a. There's, well, that's kind of to the point. There's nothing really like Twenty One Pilots, but I would have to think how to properly like answer that question. Um, I found this rapper NF that way. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't know. Yeah. It, sometimes YouTube rabbit holes will just help me find like popular, sure. but I I won't find many. So, anyways, back to the point. Like the the, the this song Twenty One Pilots. When I heard them. It was like, okay, and then I kind of started hearing, like, the and Zach would, like, brag about him, too, so it's helpful when you have a musician friend that's like, dude, this is why, you know, I like them so much, and so, um, yeah, so I liked them enough to where I was somewhat familiar with them, so when the album Trench was coming out, I remember, like, anticipating it, which was super fun. I love looking forward to albums being, you know, released, and... Um, you know, this being like a concept heavy album, I'm not a, like a huge 21 Pilots fan. So I'm not going to be able to like, I have a vague understanding of like the storyline of the concept albums and how it speaks to like the lyrics of Trench. But like there were like Reddit posts and everything that they were releasing in anticipation for this and kind of giving like chunks of the story like to their fan base bits at a time. And I remember I read like one or two, but I just didn't have the time to like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally verse myself. But anyways... By the time it dropped, I was excited for it. And by the time Jumpsuit was released, I was absolutely blown away. I mean, the bass riff, I, I believe, is is what you said it was. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, it's like one of the most exciting like entries into a song. Um, it, it gets you going, for sure. It really gets you going. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, anyways, that's a long way of saying, like, it was really exciting to consume this album when it came out. And I think that's a phenomenal album. So, yeah, I, I had, a, um, I heard about 21 pilots. Well, here's, here's the funny thing. I don't even remember the name of the show. It might've been like America's got talent, but I never watched, I never really watched that show, but there was a time years ago. Um, I don't even know how many years ago, but years ago that um, like, I think Anna Lee, when she was younger, kind of like watching it, maybe Becky had it on and there was a band, there was a band that was playing. And again, I think it was America's got talent, but I couldn't even tell you who this band is. I couldn't even tell you the show. I couldn't even tell you the year. So I know I'm not giving you a lot of good information. However, this band was playing and I was in the other room and I heard it and it actually made me kind of go and look at the TV because it sounded it sounded good and uh, watched them. And then um, they said that it, they, that they had covered 21 pilots and that was the singer's like favorite band or something. Mm. And I had never heard of that band and I thought the song was great. And so um, I looked for that song, had listened and then it just like completely fell by the wayside for me. And then like I heard, um, I heard jumpsuit, I did hear this song and I, I, I heard a couple of other 21 pilot songs, actually probably like five or six, but I didn't even know it was them. And I just heard them kind of around, but I never got like, Oh, let me turn this on. And then one day, uh, Brian Bartz, um, let me know that 
Mute Math did an EP with 21 Pilots. Dude, and so um, I listened to it and I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. I didn't like, it didn't like change my life or anything. But I mean, we've broken down a Mute Math song, of course. I love, I love them. Um, so I'm sorry. So that's yeah. different from, okay, I'm thinking of the, it's insanely good, the performance of 21 Pilots with some of the musicians from UMath playing with them on YouTube. So that's different. So they made an actual EP they together with like, EP with together. like songs that aren't like 21 Pilots like, songs. I think it's like T-O-P-X-M-M, like 21 Pilots and Oh, okay. Math. Okay, I, I'll have to check that. I, All right, sorry. I think it came out in 2016. Okay, interesting. I didn't, he, I don't, he didn't tell me about it in 2016. I, it actually, he told me about it, um, or I heard him talking about it, and it was after this. This album came out in 2018, so mm-hmm. it was after the fact. I'm pretty sure that came out, and then discovered that Paul Meany, the, yeah. the he's basically Mute Math now because it was him and Darren King, who who is one of the best drummers to ever do it. But Darren King doesn't doesn't play with Mute Math, so Mute Math is kind of now just Paul Meany. But he he's got other guys with him, but he's like the mainstay, and so that made sense when I heard Jumpsuit in the light of, of this, this song in particular, and really a, other songs by 21 Pilots, I then began to hear all of the production elements from Mute Math. They're just scattered across this song. Just totally all, all over the place in here is Paul Meany's stamp on, on the production of this music. And that, was, that made it just really cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to bring up to you is I, I learned that he like wrote, uh, co-wrote like more than half the songs with the, yeah. with the, with the front man. Um, well, and, and the production to him being the producer for the album, um, th- this is what's kind of exciting about this one for me is I talk a lot about the production elements and the, and the things that are like, okay, the band probably didn't come up with this. It was probably the producer that make the songs what they are. Dude, this is a masterclass in how a producer can make their stamp on the music. It's just all over, all kinds of different sonic subtleties and ear candy. It is just total mute math, man. Okay, okay. You, uh, yeah. I'm going to go off exactly what you just said, especially because you just said ear candy, and that's in the first <laughs> sentence of what I thought of in the musical lyrical breakdown. Dude, so the ear candy... Um, I, I wrote. You said masterclass. I said they're they're the top. I said they're the top of the heap when it comes to ear candy because um, they just always have the most wonderful effects. And in this song, I feel like this is like song within song within song. Like I feel like there's multiple songs going on here at once because like whenever you just kind of pause and listen to some of the, I mean, dude, just like this this. Um, can smacking sound that like spirals into silence. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell it is. But once you start like hearing that and then you yeah. start hearing other things, it's almost like I forget. I, I don't even hear like the bass line or the singing. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like zoom back out and then I get to take it all in as a whole. And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that's just layered. I, and also I think a large accomplishment too is the fact that they're able to incorporate all these elements without drowning the other one out, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that classic, like dilemma of like a large band that we've talked about, like somehow Hey Rosetta manages to showcase each and every musician without it just sounding, you know, like 
whirly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I don't want to discredit anything that here's, here's the reality for me. I, and I feel, I feel bad for this because I'm certain there are just a bunch of, there's, there are definitely going to be a bunch of diehard 21 pilots fans. And I, I just, I have to apologize up front that I just don't know enough about them. And, and I, I feel like that's, um, I feel like I should know more about them if I'm going to talk about them on a podcast. Uh, but what I would say, so there are a lot of brilliant things that, that um, I don't even know the, the guy's name. I think name it's that Tyler writes. and Josh. Okay. Tyler's the front, yeah, the vocalist. And See, and I, fe- I feel bad because I, I, do, I really, really like this song a lot. And, I, and there are other 21 Pilot songs that, that I like for the most part as a, as a whole, as a band. I've never been like drawn to just like, overplay any of their albums over yeah, and over yeah. again. But what I when I hear them, the 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 production, the writing and all the little things, they really do it right and they are excellent. And Tyler and Josh maybe they're the force that is is really, you know, maybe they are the driving force of all that and I wouldn't take that away from them. It's just with how long I've listened to Mute Math and and been immersed in in all of their stuff, it's like it's it's hard to not have it's hard for me to not know that and not feel like Paul Meany's a he, like the force behind why this song sounds great, right? And it's just because it's only the the lens I have in it. So if I talk about Paul Meany more than I talk about Twenty One Pilots yeah. or Mute Math Elements, I have to apologize because I know that world more than this. But um, but I would say, dude, the the production is insane. I mean the the quality yeah. the the um. There, there are times when the the kick and the bass are just incredibly syncopated, right? And they leave these open spaces for just these little ear candy items to hit you. And how well that that kick and the bass are syncopating and staying together, and uh, um, I'm really providing that bottom end and that drive. Um, they fill in the other space incredibly well, man. It's mm-hmm. just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think uh, one, of, one of my favorite parts about this band is um, it's similar to like, it is a, um, it's a very inclusive sound, like similar to like the black keys, you know? Uh, yeah. I, it, I hear what you mean. It's, yeah. it's a sound that, comes from a number of kind of different genres that one can appreciate. And it's not like super heavy listening, but it's not super light listening. It kind of sits in the middle so that like when you're in a car full of people or whatever, or if you have two or three people around and they all have a different selection of music that they like, a band like 21 Pilots usually can kind of satisfy the group, Yeah, I guess. And that's one thing I really like about them is like, for example, like if Cameo and I are working out together, I know I can put on some 21 Pilot songs and it's going to like go well. And I'll listen to them in the car with her and stuff like that. Um, and it's just nice to have bands that are like that versatile. But yeah, and I think both of what you're saying is right because I do know that both the musicians in the band, I mean, they have been like, they're like music junkies and have been getting it for like a long time. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, let's just continue on. I, I think... I mean, we've talked about the the music a little bit. Um, yeah, I will. T- I will talk about one memory before I get into the the lyrics. I suppose I listened to this song like loud on a road trip on the way back from somewhere with Cameo, 
And you know, like how you have those moments or memories where you listen to an album all the way through and it just brings with it that certain... Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had that with this album. And I remember having the ability to listen to the nuances of the song and just really being like, damn. Because this, this album is... I don't know. The word versatile, I, I really feel like applies to this album. Like there's some that are like, you know, really kind of like rap heavy. There's others that are really like ethereal and almost instrumental even. And uh, yeah. And then this one, like he's screaming. Like I wish this dude would scream more. There's a couple songs <laughs> that he screams on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. The, the, the lyrics, do you want to get into those? Yeah. Yeah. Shut yeah. them off. Uh, why don't you go first? Well, I I, I did a base amount of, uh, you know, looking into some things. Um, and the the lyrics on this one are about a Clancy story. Did you did you read that? Did you see that? Oh, I think uh, if I'm Am not I mistaken, he's a character. Oh, yeah, really? like not like Tom. Oh, Clancy. Oh, it's not a Tom. Oh, well then I yeah see there. No, you go. Clancy's a fictional character from this. I believe he's from the city like Dima. Oh, is he the? Oh, is he the guy? Oh, yeah. well, see, the, I told you I did a base amount of research. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. the name and I'm like, oh, that's an author I've heard of. Yeah. I guess he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll continue to sound like a jackass here. Uh, well, dude, you you go you go okay. into it. I did. I read the same thing that anybody could find if you did like just a little bit of research on yeah. it. Which it was it was kind of cool to hear the story. And then actually, I don't know. It it is it is really um, it's really there are there are many bands that will read a book, read a read a poem, read something, get inspired, and then put a song about it. I I feel like the whole premise of the story i i feel between the music video and this did you watch the music video for oh, this oh yeah yeah i th- i feel between the music video and what they accomplish in here and the the rage and the emotion behind how you would feel if you were somebody that was in that story they really did a fantastic job of depicting that kind of uh, uh, that that walk, mm-hmm. I guess that path, and so I'll let you kind of get into the details on it. But I would say I do feel like they did a brilliant job um, capturing the the rage and emotion and sensation somebody would have going through that. Dude, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So they, from what I understand, they created you know a fictional. They created a fictional world, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's relative to their previous album. I believe their previous album is called Blurry Face, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, I think that was the one before. Yeah. Um. So they they draw off of some characters and concepts, but um, uh, Tyler, I believe his name is, uh, is like a like a spiritual kind of sage like he is very wise like his his lyrics are so layered like three albums ago two or three albums ago um i think it might be two there's a there's this song called vessel and i remember like listening to the lyrics and he's like rapping really quickly and i'm like wait a second was that did he just allude to um christ being denied like three times and he did it in like this really cool way. Um, And I'm always really intrigued by people talking about, you know, obviously I just brought up a Christian example, but 
anytime someone's talking um, about spirituality or religion and they're able to do it in like a very layered and creative way really kind of like gets me pumped. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of the opposite of evangelism in a way. It just depends on the person's motive, you know, because sometimes people try to be like cryptic with their event. And I'm not saying I'm like against evangelism. I mean, we're all just kind of evangelists in our own ways, right? We're, mm-hmm. all, we're all kind of trying to push our, our own, own agendas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like that. But also like it just gets really tiring, like, and that's kind of writing in general is like, don't tell the writer or the reader how to feel, you know? So yeah. like, yeah. don't tell like the, the listener, like what to believe kind of thing. But if you give them a little bit and like draw them in, you know, then there's more magic. So like I say all that to preface this, this fictional world they've created. Um, yeah, I definitely wish we had like a 21 pilot junkie on here because it is super deep. But from what I understand is this uh, city Dima trench is a, like a valley outside of the, the city Dima. And it's being kind of like, uh, I believe it's being like spiritually oppressed by like the bishops. Yeah, and that won't allow you to leave the town. Right. And yeah. so so there's a group of people wanting to liberate uh, Dima, yeah. and the colored jumpsuits that they wear cannot be seen by the bishops. I think it's yellow. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a yellow one. It's yeah. a yellow jumpsuit, and that, that appears to be like a grayish color to the bishops. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's really an element of protection. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, jumpsuit, you know, cover me, uh, obviously would be being protected. But I completely agree with what you said, the passion and the rage, um, which, you know, so I'll, yeah, just say it from the outset um, and hand it back off to you. The brilliance of screaming, jumpsuit, jumpsuit, cover me, I think is the spiritual brilliance in that is it almost sounds like someone's getting super pumped up and they want to overcome something. You know what I mean? They want to like triumph and it's almost like an aggression like that competitive nature, but it's his lyrics are opposite of that. They're lyrics of like surrender. So it's counterintuitive. It's like, I'm about to do this, but I'm like really scared, like cover me, like give me protection. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, dude, that's just like brilliant. I just love that. It is. And I, I think it, it, it really, um, there's this childlike desire to, to need a parent or some kind of a of a of a motherly or fatherly figure that you can just count on to give you the answer or to to help you through a situation, right? And the older you get and the farther you are from having somebody be able to do your dirty work for you, the idea of surrendering to something like that becomes attractive especially in moments of desperation or like mental disorder, right? And so crying out jumpsuit jumpsuit cover me is this surrender to it's basically to me it's just a cry for help you know i i i am powerless to get out of the situation that i'm in and so i need something to get me out of that and um uh i i i really feel i this song really really is um i i i instantly connected with this song and then when you actually dig in and you kind of hear what it's what it's about and then i i I got to admit the bridge of this song when the drum beat comes in and the soft bridge on this song it's actually probably my favorite moment of the song yeah it is just 
I, I love that drum beat. The music that's behind it is sensational. I mean, just sensational. I could do with a little less auto-tune on his voice on the bridge. Mm -hmm. And his, yeah. voice, his voice has kind of um, too much of a, of a newer synthy sound mm -hmm. to it that comes with aggressive auto-tune and, mm -hmm. and, and other of those effects. I could, I could take it a little more natural than it is. Mm -hmm. However, um, as much as you and I have trashed music videos in the past, and I stand behind that, that most music videos are straight garbage, mm -hmm. I stand behind that. Mm -hmm. But on this one, I feel like in that bridge section, um, just the way he looks when he's, you know, and how it is, he's kind of capturing the, the attitude and mentality of somebody that's like, I'm powerless. Um, I'm having to give into this force and I need something to assist me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, in a, in a funny way, as much as I don't like music videos, I feel like it helped me enjoy, uh, that bridge section even more than I did. And uh, again, I, lo I love the music behind it. I could take a little less auto-tune on the voice, um, but then, dude, they just throw down coming out of it, man. Hell yeah. I mean, just coming out of it is just, yeah, dude. Yeah, the music, I mean, this is kind of an example where like, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy, um, uh, yeah, music, I, like, especially in like 2021, I mean, the production of music videos is such a large landscape for um, visually creative people to just like flourish. Mm -hmm. And like, this is, it's definitely just a work of, you know, uh, just a lovely work of art the music video is. And all the, I've seen at least three music videos from this, from this album. Like the music video for Levitate is super cool too. Um, but yeah, they're, 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 they're like childlike aesthetic. That's totally an aesthetic that they, embrace and even lyrically too and i think that it's really powerful because it kind of has this it kind of has this feeling of being tethered to our um younger selves you know and and navigating through this adult world <laughs> um with like not only like adult responsibilities but adult consequences you know and how do we respond to that and personally like as mature as we all want to be like that feeling of like powerlessness is probably one of the most um overwhelming feelings and it's probably the most um uh likely feeling to return me to feeling childlike you know when i feel powerless you know and it happens while I was like breaking this song down and like thinking about it in my head, I was like, wow, that happens a lot more than I really think about. Like, all right, you know, even in like micro ways, like, oh, I don't really know what to do, but you like have to figure it out, right? <laughs> you have to figure it out. But um, I don't know. I just like, I like their album Blurry Face, the whatever that very popular song was that they got incredibly um, known for, like they're riding around in big wheels in that music video. Their newest video, Choker, it's really bright, vibrant colors and they're in this little store and it's very kind of like kid, like teenager aesthetic. Uh, it's just kind of cool that they embrace that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, one thing, I know we haven't really met, I mean, of course, Jumpsuit Cover Me is, is one of the lyrics we've said that. We haven't mentioned too much about um, a lot of the other lyrics. And there mm -hmm. aren't, in all honesty, there aren't a whole lot of lyrics on this song. No, no. Um, 
however, I, I, I feel, uh, I feel kind of a nice connection to spirits in my room, friend or foe, felt it in my youth, feel it when I'm old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I got, I got chills when I actually read that line outside of listening to it with the music. And part of it, part of the reason I felt that was, um, you know, with the whole theme of it being jumpsuit cover me and having this surrender to um, something you don't have control over, you know, as I grew up in, in uh, uh, you know, in Christianity, in those moments when you feel powerless or you feel... Uh, a chill up your back or something, I immediately would turn to prayer, immediately turn to prayer and um, look to God to, to be my jumpsuit, right? Like that was, that was what I would need to, to fulfill that. Um, and as I began to, to, to question and, and I guess, um, you know, abandon my faith, that's not, maybe necessarily the proper term, but it's close. Um, spirits in my room, friend or foe, um, when you get those feelings of that helplessness and you lived a life that you would depend on God and lay things at his feet and, and you know, or at least that was the way I referred to it back then. Um, feel it when I'm young, feel it when, or yeah, yeah. feel yeah. felt it in my youth, mm -hmm. feel it when I'm old. I still, when I get these sensations of helplessness and like, I need some help or whatever, I return back to those same patterns of my youth of trying to turn. And, and now what it what it begins within me though now is I, I turn internally because that's when you pray it's internal anyway you know most of the time you're not saying it out loud it's it's you're closing your eyes and it's it's in, internalized and I'm a firm believer that those silent moments of that self conversation whether you would consider it prayer or whether you would consider it meditation or whether you would kind of consider it self-discovery, I guess. I do think it's important in those times of helplessness and needing somebody to internalize that within yourself. Talk yourself through what, what is happening, why do you feel that way? Because we're not actually legitimately being bound to a city that we can't get out of, right? I mean, that's not physically happening to us. We got it a whole lot better than that, okay? But there are those mental hurdles. There are those things that we're not literally bound, but mentally we can't escape certain things, whether it's, you know, debt or, or a past relationship somebody can't get over or whatever it is. And I think talking yourself through those situations, much like an activity of prayer, um, can often be what what in turn provides the answers you know with that questioning comes some level of answers or at least maturity to be able to take that on and 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 swallow that pill mm -hmm. to be able to 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 move forward you know and so that kind of paralleling of felt it in my youth feel it when i'm old there's always this pull to a higher power you know to to help from something beyond yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's very well put. Um, 
And that kind of venturing out, I mean, that's why it's it's going to be like until the end of time. Yeah, uh, it's end, yeah. always going to be a principle that you know, as long as humans you know continue to exist, that principle of venturing out into the unknown and how do you how do you you know um, psychologically or or spiritually um, if they're not one and the same, how do you cope with that and how do you venture out what what kind of mindset what kind of um expectations or lack thereof do you like take and that's something that i'm like constantly having opportunities to learn is um entering a situation that you don't feel super like cut out for or maybe you feel cut out for and you know halfway along the way you realize oh i didn't have you know a grip on this thing as much as i thought or yeah. you know whatever and and honestly like for me, I feel a lot of growth in those moments because I just know, especially with recovery, like there's just principles that I've learned in recovery that I'm able to apply elsewhere that I see present elsewhere. And one of them is just being like stagnant as a person, you know, and the people I'm really close to, such as yourself, um, I see as um, people that are, are in, in, you know, motion, you know, colorful motion. I, I'm not super attracted to being close with people that just want to stay stuck and mm -hmm. stay where they're at. But that's, in my opinion, that's one of the most tempting things, you know, like is creating a space for yourself where you don't have to be challenged, where you don't have to be pushed, where you're kind of like the king of your own little castle, you yeah. know? So yeah, it's just, it's tempting. You know, that's one thing that I was thinking about in this song is, clearly this fiction world like doesn't exist. And one thing that I often think about with authors and creators is when they're creating something fictional, it's like, well, where did this come from? <laughs> like what inspired this? And I think one thing that may inspire anyone to write it about venturing into the unknown is just, yeah, that human experience. And, um, I've worked with people. Um, and I think about these people like often I've worked with people that have just kind of like, resigned like i remember working at the grocery store and i just remember working with some people who were like super lonely but they were like comfortable in that loneliness you know what i mean they didn't have any friends they kind of had the same routine but it wasn't like they were super content you know i could tell like it just kind of ate at them every day you know um but it's difficult to break out of that you know and so when we want to like take on new things and have new experiences. Um, it just takes a lot of courage. And so to think of having an apparatus to cover us and to save us, um, whatever that is for people is just kind of a, you know, beautiful concept. Well, what, what do you, uh, what do you have as far as do you, do you need to speak your piece with any other lyrics? Um, no, I mean, I have like my, uh, my my favorite uh my favorite lyric yeah um, what you got um i can't believe how much i hate <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know like i just sometimes when i t listen to the song i just I interpret that very literally mm -hmm. um and it's kind of comforting like i think it's kind of comforting to understand i don't think i'm a hateful person, but I'm a human and I can be a lot more rotten than I think, 
And I think there's a lot of freedom in being able to admit that and seeking that out, you know? So, um, it just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of like that. Yeah. That is something that you recognize the devil inside of you and it makes you chuckle a little bit because I mean, you got to cope with that, you know, but it is true, man. It's, it is, it's funny how little it takes to turn into just a horrific beast. Dude, yeah, that's why, like, if if you're, like, I don't know about you, but, like, my spouse could say things about me, you know, like, thankfully, we haven't had, you know, haven't put Kimmy on a chokehold or anything. We're, we're, very, we're very fortunate we haven't had to go through anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, as a person, like, dude, she could just dime me out on so many things that I'm insecure about or embarrass me. <laughs> it would take her 30 seconds, and I would kind of be crushed. And, though, and, yeah. and those things that I'm embarrassed about or not proud of, are just kind of symptomatic of me being a broken person and you know yeah yeah so well i i kind of i laid out all my stuff uh as i'm looking here mm-hmm. i've got you know just the driving base in this is my my favorite musical element i mean this the syncopation it has with the drums at at times um i think it is done so tastefully and just when it needs to be balls, it is just balls out. And then it has all kinds of just um, great syncopated parts. Mm -hmm. And then uh, um, I kind of mentioned my favorite moment in, in that bridge area too. So I think, I think, uh, um, I think I've kind of laid most of my stuff out. Yeah. What else, what else you got, man? You got anything up to a life application? Yeah, I no, I think that's good. Um, I mean, well, what is your favorite moment in the song? I don't think you even mentioned it. Dude, uh, I mean, when he screams. Okay. When, when they're breaking it down, he screams. But the part you were talking about, I am very intrigued by that part. I believe I understand what you mean when uh, the drums pick up like the way they do. Um, yeah, I think because um, there's a, there's a, when, it, when it drops down, to reinforce my part, <laughs> to reinforce my point here, when it drops down and the drums aren't in, it's it's shifting, it's transitioning, of course, in the song, and then um, that part is the surrender, right? So he's he's looking for, and even even in the music video, there's a surrender in there because he's looking for a um, a way out or looking for protection, right? But then there's almost this, because uh, he's even saying in that part, um, I'll be right there, but you'll have to grab my throat and lift me in the air if you need anyone. Um, and so I think there's like, there's a surrender in that that's like, I'm not going to like it. I'm not here to be a part of, uh, you know, to, to be a part of whatever it is, but I'm, I'm also, you know, I guess I'm, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight. Um, you have to just drag me through it, but I'm not going to fight you. You're just gonna have to drag me around through it. And I guess I'm, I guess I'm surrendering to it. Um, he gives up on that later and starts running away. I mean, like in the music video, literally running and then just deciding, no, you know what? Jumpsuit cover me and kind of, kind of shifts it. But when those drums come in, there's a light, there's this light and airy feeling within it. Almost a almost a sense of trying to make the best out of a bad situation. It gives me the equivalent of that sensation 
of like this, this, this sucks. I'm in this, but it, it there's this like, I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I, I just feel like, I, f I feel like it gives you this sense of hope in a desperate and shitty situation. Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It just lifts, it lifts the air in it mm -hmm. and it just feels, um, I don't know. It just feels, it just, it just feels great. It yeah. feels like there are times when you're doing something that you don't necessarily want to do, but you're not abandoning who you are mm -hmm. and you can feel good about that. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people probably do that for their job. Mm -hmm. A lot of people probably do that for their job, mm -hmm. but they're not abandoning who they are and, and necessarily in what they love. So there's this just kind of beauty in the, in the, in the surrender. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that because I think uh, largely this song is taking on, yeah, what, what it, what it looks like and means like to be like sacrificial to yourself and others. Mm -hmm. And when you try to be a sacrificial individual and being sacrificial to yourself in, in this instance, you know, like, um, yeah, just like for you, I mean, at work, like there's many times where I see you have to take on things and experience things that are either new for you or a new situation, or you just have like a lot of responsibility, you know, and it kind of like you get cornered with a lot of responsibility and, I'm assuming it would be a lot easier for you to like go find a job that you didn't have as much responsibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, those, I make yeah, the joke all, all the time to your brother. Like, <laughs> dude, I could never do Brandon's job, but um, uh, you're not doing it. Like, some of the things that you have to do at work, you're doing so that you know the customer can be taken care of, or your fellow employees taken care of, or at least you're taking care. You know, but like, there's other. We're not just going to the gas station to get candy so we can eat candy and enjoy it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like most of life is the opposite of that. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think, I, yeah, we get in positions that we might not want to be in. But just like you said, yeah, wherever wherever we go, there we are. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. My, yeah, my life application um, would, would just be like hopefully you got a support system, you know, whatever this, you know, fictional um, jumpsuit represents to the um, – you know, to the author that wrote this song, like hopefully people have their own kind of jumpsuit, their own kind of protection in times of need. Cause, and if you don't like do what you can to find one, because I, I'm talking to someone in recovery right now that's going through a really difficult time. And, you know, like reminding them that don't try and go through this thing alone because we're not designed. Like they say in Narcotics Anonymous, it's a we program. Because like I wouldn't have been able to get to where I'm at by myself. Mm -hmm. I tried and I failed yeah. often, and that's why I got help, you know. And so, um, yeah, like if you don't have good people in your corner, like find some because they're yeah. out there. I've never met someone, and I I feel like I've you know met a fair amount of people in different <laughs> you know di different circumstances. I've never met a single person, whether it's someone who's like in the middle of like literally being incarcerated or someone who is homeless, or someone who has it all. I've yet to meet a person who doesn't have, uh, who didn't have the opportunity to find other people that can help them. Yeah. Whether it's just someone to, like, it's just always there. And whatever is keeping people from doing that is usually like a red flag. You know, like, yeah. are you in a, um, you know, unhealthy relationship? Are you so depressed and lonely that you're, 
too afraid to talk to what, whatever. There's so many reasons that keep people. I think from some trying people might connect. be embarrassed though. Too. Yeah. See, some people might have solid people, but they're just embarrassed. Yeah. They feel like they feel like they, there's they're worthless if they've got this problem or, or they feel like they're going to, you know, oh, that person's, I'm going to be putting some of my weight on them. And, and I, I don't want to give them that. I don't want to have them feel that way. I don't want them to think about me in that way. Right. And that can be what prevents them is just the fear of being vulnerable. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll just end with this. There's in, in, so in Narcotics Anonymous, I, I, I started going to my first couple meetings and I had this idea, uh, I mean, for the first couple of years, it was just a mess. So I'm fast forwarding years after I entered the program when I when I really started going to these meetings and listening to people and trying to you know take it seriously. I remember I had this like subconscious thought of like, okay, I just got to listen to everything everyone says, and you know I got to take everything in, blah blah blah. And then what ended up happening is like certain people's opinions like contradicted other people's opinions, and then there was this difference between like spiritual principles and people's opinions, you know, and, and I got turned off by some of the experiences I had, but then I realized like one thing as an addict that you want to do is you want to make excuses for why you can't do something. And I think that's very relative to how people are in life, like Mm -hmm. at at your job and your family. uh, It's a lot easier to think of reasons why you can't do something than to just like work toward a solution. And so I have this thing that I like to tell newcomers and I say, look, if you go to a meeting, if you meet some recovering addicts and you're not getting what you need, then go to another meeting. Talk to more recovery. Don't use that as an excuse because you get that a lot. You hear people, oh, well, I tried one or two of those meetings and it's not for me. And it's like, yeah, that's because you are really enjoying being in active addiction right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to get help. So you can fucking put it on us all you want. But I know it's because you have a bag in your pocket right now. Um, but I just think that's really relative to other things. So my point is, is like, um, if you don't get what you're looking for, like, just keep looking. There's always hope. There's always hope. <laughs>